You are now tuning in to Let's Be Honest with host Just Jonda. To Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Today is one of our legal breakdowns, and this is an exciting one because we are talking about the ongoing cases in court right now. It, well, depending on when you're listening to this, but as of January 19th, 2022 the case is in court. So we're talking about the case of rap superstar Cardi B versus vlogger and YouTube sensation Tasha K. This case is in the federal court of the Northern District of Georgia. And what you will be hearing is sort of my impressions up until now, the case has been going on for six days now, and my impressions up until now, including uh, issues that occurred in court the day of this interview. So I am appearing on the Tisa Tell show, which again, another growing, budding YouTube sensation. And this is, I think, like the second or third time that I have appeared on her show to give legal impressions and analysis about some um, about some pop superstars or um, just people in the news, people who are big on the pop culture scene who have legal issues going on right now. And of course, this is one of the biggest as it relates to Tasha K, Tasha K and Cardi B. So just to give you all some background really quick, because uh, we're going to jump into the interview in a second. It was uh, pre-recorded. Uh, well, it was it was live at the time, but it was pre-recorded for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, rap superstar Cardi B is suing vlogger and YouTube personality Tasha K for various um, reports, alleged reports, most of have been proven false, or at least a good portion of them, uh, regarding her as a person, allegations that this woman via um, people she has brought on her show, as well as um, just an ongoing campaign, if you will, on Twitter and on her show, about 23, 23, 28 episodes that are specifically geared towards Cardi B and in largely a negative way, and not in the way that most people uh, are used to stars getting, where, you know, I don't like her music. Um, I don't think she's all that. 
talking about the issues with her and her husband, all of this stuff, which has been in the news to the point of even mainstream media, because sadly, nowadays, even what happens in pop culture, uh, even when it comes to celebrity marriages and all of that, tend to make it to mainstream media, especially if the person is a huge star um, on the scale of a Cardi B, Beyonce, those types of people. No, this went beyond that. This is um, her, again, talk uh, alleging that this woman had uh, STIs, uh, alleging that she engaged in prostitution, drug abuse, um, allegations as it relates to how her child would turn out and, and saying, well, her child would end up having special needs. I mean, it's, it is pretty expansive. So that's sort of the, the background of all of this. And, it, and there is a lot more that I could say, and I will probably do a separate show for my audience, as I've done for you all in the past, breaking down the actual um, allegations that Cardi B, through her lawyers, is making in terms of the causes of action that she's bringing. Because what you're going to hear now, which is still going to give you the flavor of it, but we're also really talking about it from the standpoint of firsthand accounts of what we have been reading and hearing. And in this interview, we also have someone who has been physically sitting in the courtroom as this case has been uh, unfolding. So um, we are able to get her impressions, give our impressions, and of course me give legal analysis. So of course, because we are dealing with these things in a real time setting, um, I'm breaking down the causes of action, but not in the same way that you all have seen me do in the past where I talk about the elements and get really technical. But this is a great interview because it's a great time. I mean, it's just three of us just talking about this as if we were watching it on television, but you actually have the benefit of someone who knows what they're talking about i.e. me, from my standpoint as a practicing attorney. And again, um, the other woman, Lily, who is physically in the courtroom. So sorry about that dinging in the background. Guys, is my computer and I have to, uh, uh, it's, I'm doing, recording this in the middle of the day. So <laughs> I'm getting notifications of emails at the same time. But at any rate, and without further ado, here is the exciting and interesting um, interview and just all around great time with Tisa Tells, myself, your girl, Just Jonda, and Lily, gosh, I forgot her last name, but we'll say it on there, who is physically in the courtroom every day and giving impressions. Here you go. We have Jess Jonda in here. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? I'm so glad that you Good. can join. So you have been following this case for a minute. Why don't you give me your takeaway of the case? Wow. <laughs> it is it is something. Uh, am I giving you an echo? I'm sorry. No, not at all. Go on. Okay. Just making sure. It it is 
disturbing to say the least, especially when I look at what appears to almost be a David and Goliath thing going on in the courtroom with the legal teams, with client control, all of these things. What I'm seeing, and this is not to disparage either side, it's just objectively observing. What I am seeing from the one side, win or lose, is a team that came in with a client prepared to get the job done. They came in prepared to make their client likable. They came in prepared to make their client appear sympathetic, smart, understanding of the fact that she has a certain image and not hiding from it but being very clear about what this did to her and not to react or get goaded into things because of course they, they the other side tried that and then of course them just um even in in the types of and i i think i said this to you before even in the types of causes of action that they sought just masterful in terms of going after this in terms of not just slander, but slander per se, where damages don't have to be proven in terms of Cardi's career, which is mm -hmm. what everybody assumes. Well, this hasn't cost her anything and all that, and we'll get into that in a moment. But just an example of how they came back, even amending the complaint and adding intentional infliction of emotional distress, because that was actually not one of the original causes of action. They went back in their into their complaint and not only added that, but added it in a way that makes it viable for her. On the flip side, from the other side, even if I were to, because I try to be, especially to just like you do, uh, you know, you don't like to talk about other bloggers or whatever. Same thing here, you yeah. know, trying to be gracious to my fellow barristers. Um, even with that, client control can be tough. And a lot of what is happening with Tasha Kay. Yes, there have certainly been some missteps, arguably, by the attorneys. I hear a lot of the, uh, well, the criminal versus civil and all of that. You said it best a few moments ago. There are certain things, and one of them are just basic rules of evidence, like it's issues like hearsay and all of that. Those things are things we all learn, and that doesn't change no matter where you go. Exactly. Now the element. Wait, just to stop you guys. I mm -hmm. see you guys going crazy in the comments. Listen, <laughs> just to clarify, we know what hearsay is. It is information you do not have direct knowledge of. It was not said directly to you, but you have knowledge of it. Yes. Thank you, Legal Eagles. However, my whole thing of press recollections recorded or other ways that hearsay can be admitted into evidence still does stand. You can't say, oh, well, I know for a fact they said that, but I can remark on, well, how did Jonda look when she say it? How do you think Jonda reacted to it? You can, anyway, yeah. we will get into that in a second. Yeah, we definitely will, because there, there was some things that I was like, Tisa and I would get into that. Like the, the feel, how do you think the person felt, of yes. course. No, you, I mean, you're not inside the person's head. So a judge is going to gavel you down on that. 
But the bottom line is, yes, we know that it, it doesn't, we don't have to get into the weeds on what hearsay is and what hearsay yes. isn't. The judge in the courtroom today told y'all what it was and kicked them out. That's the bottom line. And that's an you important thing to know. When you are in a court of law, a lot of people think they can be in front of the judge and be like, but your honor, on page 73 on the federal, federal rules of civil procedure, it says A, B, and B. And the judge is like, let me see that. Boom. Sit down. No, we're yeah. not admitting it. Let's move on. So go and, on. and you can certainly put, uh, and you should put that objection on the record. It's available. Yeah. It will become available for you later on appeal because that may be an appealable issue that you say the uh, in, in your a petition for appeal that the judge made inappropriate rulings. That's yeah. that's the number one thing that you try to get in the appeal. So you want to get that objection on record, and her and her people did. The yes. other uh, Cardi's people objected. The judge made a ruling. It's preserved for the record that the judge made a ruling against them. And now, if they want to later on use that on appeal, they can knock themselves out. But for the purposes of today and what happens in the current trial that's going on the judge made his ruling and no. and that's it like so like we always say the court speaks through his orders and the court spoke and that's it okay so listen i we're going to walk through it i really yes. want you to share um your a unique insight into where her lawyers well, i want to focus on tasha k's lawyers for a moment uh -huh. Um, and I want you to tell me where you see her lawyers dropping the ball. I might interject every now and then just so I can explain maybe terms of art to people so it's easier for everyone to follow. Whoever knows the law, that is great. I'm glad that you guys were like oh, your illegal eagle. I love a great conversation. Yes, and for the people that know law that passed their 3L year with flying colors, congratulations. The people that got two, 180 on the LSAT, congratulations. But we're going to explain it to people that might not be lawyers. now. First question I want to ask you, do you think there's been a lot of rumors, right? And you are, you have a lot of trial experience. So I'm going to ask you, do you think that their gross incompetence, their ace in the hole is actually <laughs> laying the ground for a mistrial? <laughs> no, <laughs> I really don't. And a uh, part of it is when I spent some time because it was, it's been a minute since I dug through pacer for this particular case because there's always something and this case outside of our presence has been litigated i mean they were constantly there's motions back and forth conferences this case has been litigated to death since it was filed in 2019 so there has been ample opportunities for just like you know there's opportunities for cardi to settle there's been ample opportunities for tasha k to settle there's been ample opportunities for her to even take a look at the direction she was heading in with this particular team because as i was uh, alluding to earlier while they may you know, I, I think that there are many of us who could argue back and forth all day long about whether or not they were the right team to try this case, given how it's going and not even so much how it's going, because you can be the best lawyer in the world and just have a dog of a case. And the, and the judge smacks you around the courtroom just because 
you're trying to turn a pig's foot into a silk purse and it's just not working. In this particular instance, the pig's foot is their client because she keeps putting it in her mouth. <laughs> I mean, that is just the reality of it. Even, even if her lawyers were, had, I would hope, I mean, we're going to hope, right? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they had trial prep, right? Because we're not going to dog anybody. That's, that's not what we're here for, right? So let's give it the benefit of the doubt that just like Cardi and her team sat around for however many hours doing trial prep, we'll give the benefit of the doubt that uh, Tasha and her team sat around doing trial prep, right? We're, we're just yeah. going to all give everybody, I mean, I we're know. everybody right? We're being fair. They okay. act like they met up in the parking lot, Boom. had some egg McMuffins and coffee. Exactly. And, those and said, I'm sorry, what is your name again? You are Tasha? Literally. Again, <laughs> some of this is their client. And I know that there's going to be people in the comments. Go ahead and beat me up. You're probably going to say, oh, she's trying to defend the attorneys. I don't, I don't know these people. Never met them in my life. And there's attorneys that are great and there's some that suck. So it's not about that. But what I saw from Tasha K herself, and I guess maybe I'm a little more sensitive or attuned to it because okay. I've had clients like that, where even under the best of circumstances, you just, whether they were sitting next to me at the council table and I wanted to stab them with a pencil or whether they were on whether they were on the stand and I wanted to do like Tasha Kay's attorneys were probably doing like practically voguing to try to try to stop her from I'm telling you, Tasha Kay got on the stand and decided that she was going to be at least what I saw in the trans, you know, we all read Law 360 or whatever. What I saw and heard and what I read and from eyewitness accounts, Tasha Kate decided to go in that courtroom at least the day one, not so much today. She was didn't go so well. Um, but at least on the first day, she decided to go in that courtroom and give them Tasha Kay. She decided to go in that courtroom and I don't know, maybe get the jury to, to, to start following her blog. I, I, the things that she said Hi, <laughs> I'm hoping you'd be here tonight to add some color to this as well. Um, the things, and, and you tell me, because you were actually there, the things that she said and the way that she said them, the arrogance that came across. And I, I'm, you know, as black women, you know, we all, we try to tread lightly with certain words, right? About arrogance and aggressiveness because we're supposed to be well-behaved. but sometimes you got to call a thing a thing if somebody's arrogant they're arrogant if they're aggressive they're aggressive and she came all across as arrogant is it true that the video has over three million views yes or no was the answer in fact the judge admonished her about not giving yes or no answers could would she just give yes or no actually it's more than 4.3 million. First of all nobody asks you that heffa and second <laughs> You're making this situation okay, but, hard for but, yourself. But again, I no, I just have to play devil's advocate. First of all, we have to do two. This is great. We're, we'll pause this. One, I want to say thank you so much to Culinary Air for the $50 super chat. You guys, we're going to have to interrupt. Because since you guys are not liking this, i got to make my money somehow. But if you want, 
please hit the like button. That would be greatly appreciated. It does actually help me out. And come on. Yes, hit those likes. Yes, get those likes up. Now, also, we just had Lily join us. If you were on the channel last night, you would actually know Lily, she has been on the ground in the court. Yes, Lily. So that's why I wanted her and John to come talk because Lily can tell us what she heard, right? Pratt past recollection recounted, right? Not hearsay, <laughs> right? She can literally tell us First what hand. she heard. Yes, what she heard. And on top of that, Jonda can kind of round it out to be like what the lawyers were actually thinking and saying. Now, I want to say this, right, to me, and I know you have a lot of experience. I just had two quick questions, right? One, do you think them being criminal attorneys as opposed to civil really made any type of, if they were qualified, made that much of a difference to justify this issue that everybody says is going on? Not and at all. Not at all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I was supposed to wait for you to answer the question. No, no. I, I mean, you were going to ask me that. No, no, not no. At all. Why do you think that is? Uh, because there are certain things that are happening, especially like the issues that went on today. And actually, they had the same issues yesterday, too, to a certain degree, as it relates to the entry of evidence, providing things to the other side. These are basic issues. You did a great job talking about this, I think, either yesterday or the day before, about the fact that there are uh, pre-trial meetings, there are deadlines for providing information to the other side. Usually we come with stacks and notebooks and, and different things like that. You also, depending on the other side to put in evidence that you're going to use, I don't care if you have to have 50 copies of the same document because you never know when you're going to use it, then you just have 50 copies of the same mm -hmm. document. So there are some things that have absolutely nothing to do with the type of lawyer you are in terms of civil, criminal, all of that. There's basic lawyering. There is basic trial prep providing. And, and the, a lot of these things, again, with the civil and criminal things, a lot of these things are driven by the rules of the court. So there's also the element of it of it not mattering because the court itself has certain rules of of uh, that you must follow when things must be turned in, when we make these decisions. So even if you just simply follow the black letter rules of that court, it is what it is. I guess the best way to look at it is um, the Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court, because there is no civil Supreme Court or a criminal Supreme Court or whatever. There's just the United States Supreme Court. And the way that our um, your petition has, of the Supreme Court has to be the number of pages, the cover sheets and all of that, that's mm -hmm. the same for everybody. So you just follow the freaking rules. Okay. Now, okay, so definitely follow this. So if I understand what you're saying, you're saying that when people are saying, oh, it's because they were criminal, not civil, it's basically saying like, listen, some chefs cook Asian food, some chefs cook French food, but at the end of the day, all chefs know you don't throw water in hot oil. It's the basics of cooking. It doesn't and, matter what type of food you cook. We all know these basics, so they should know better. Now, you, granted, there yeah. are specific, for one way to put it, picadillos as it relates to certain causes of action. 
that mm -hmm. then your experience comes into play, right? Whether or not you are somebody who has done divorce work versus someone who has done uh, criminal work, you know, whether okay. even a, a criminal attorney who has done DUIs versus one who's experienced doing murders. There are so absolutely you want people who are experienced at what you do. But I guess my issue is with this is the mistakes that we have seen thus far and the issues that have come up with her counsel. A lot of these issues that have come up thus far have yeah. been related to just generally trying the case, not having anything to do with the actual causes of action. Now, when when they get to the point of getting into the meat and potatoes of mm -hmm. the actual causes of action, arguing damages, all of that, then we will separate the meek from the chaff in terms of, you know, do they, are they good at understanding how damages work? Maybe she should have got you know, somebody who worked for, you know, the Girardi firm, you know, or something like that. Um, but right now, what we've been dealing with, especially since the case wasn't even theirs until yesterday, mm -hmm. a lot of what we've been dealing with is how they have been reacting to the case that's been put on, put that has been put on by Cardi's side, which is basically them just having to react and yes. ask questions and keep their client under control. We're seeing them fall apart doing that. That's yeah. not civil or criminal. That's the problem. Now, here's the thing. Maxilla Desser, thank you so much for the super chat, said, I was under the impression that Tasha K had enough money to get a decent lawyer. She does. I'm she does. I'm talking about Tasha K maybe has millions of savings. You guys are delusional at how much these YouTubers make. You can look at her. I'm not even gonna get into that woman's pockets. But I'm telling you, no, she definitely does have enough money to get a decent lawyer. You hate to see it. Okay, so aside from, we don't know what's in, um, we don't know what's in her, um, we don't know what's in her mind. I don't know, literally, if it was me, I would have stood up and been like, uh, Your Honor, like you're done, We're done. that's it, Your Honor. We're going to need some type of recess. We're going to need some type of adjournment. I need to get new counsel. I'm firing them on the spot. When I left that stand, <clears throat> right? And they got literally threatened with contempt for trying to signal me. I'd have been like, yeah, you know, I would have been like Beyonce. Someone, somebody getting fired. Remember she was on stage for Farber that said someone's mm -hmm. getting fired. Now, listen, let's mix in the real life account of what happened. Lily, thank you so much for joining again. I need to know everything from the time you walked in the courthouse, right? Um, what the mood was, how the judges were acting, lawyers and whatnot. And then we're going to run it by John to actually get her impression about like, okay, legally, what do you think was happening? Mm -hmm. So um, Lily, when you walked into the courthouse, right? Mm -hmm. What was the mood? How was Tasha Kay and her husband acting? Um, Tasha, like I told you, she's sitting kind of turned. Mm -hmm. And I had time to think about it, why she's kind of turned, which she still should have turned forward. But they have her against a wall. Cardi is in the center where her and her 
four people, attorneys. Natasha K and her two attorneys are over at a table. And it's so strange that her attorneys have her against the wall. She's what sitting against the wall. Okay, this is the table. Mm -hmm. Tasha K's attorney's right here. Then Tasha K is over here against the wall. So she didn't now, have enough room. That's why she was kind of turned. Well, to the side. no. Well, not really. She still should have um, turned to the front. It would have been a better look. Okay. So she had room ample to turn to the side, but maybe that's just the way she um, sits. So I want to ask you, John, because I spoke But everything about is strategy. Okay. So you that think that's a strategy? I'm with you. Every, not, and I'm not saying, it, it's not even so much strategy, but everything, when you're in the courtroom, you have to be aware of everything because oh, okay. there is someone always watching especially if it's a jury trial at least if it's a judge trial the only eyeballs you have to be concerned about is the judge in a jury trial of course you've got the eyeballs of i think they're down to nine at this point is that i think yes. that's my understanding well you've i got, think eight now it okay so you've got eight sets of eyeballs plus the judge uh that you have to be concerned about so when i say strategy i don't necessarily mean like they came up uh i don't mean that they came up with it like as a way of her winning i mean there could be a concern perhaps because a lot of times especially in a big trial and if you know depending on the firm they may have law clerks uh, or interns or maybe someone else from the firm in the room who may be concerned about maybe faces that Tasha's making or anything yes. that she is doing that could possibly be off-putting for the jury. So I guess my question to you in, in terms of assessing that is um, the way that she was sitting and kind of, like you said, against the wall and sounds like a little behind them, Mm -hmm. uh, based, and I know you're behind her, so I, it's probably hard to tell, but just from your purview, did it seem like she was sort of shielded from the jury a little bit, like maybe one of her attorneys? Uh, if the jury is over here, if the jury's over here and her attorney's sitting here and she's behind them, did it appear to you that maybe it was like kind of an obstructed view? Did the juries have a clear like, line of sight to Tasha or did the, did her clients, I mean, did her attorneys kind of shield her? So maybe they couldn't actually see Tasha's No, face. it wasn't, I don't think it was about shielding her, no. Because her attorneys okay. are they not organized Tasha's enough face? to think that way. No, but could they clearly see Tasha's face? You can see her, yes. You can okay. see her. Okay. Because mm -hmm. okay. I'm sitting on the side where the jurors are. Oh, okay. So if you could see her, they could you see can her. You can definitely see her. It's just that it's rather awkward because it seemed like how Cardi's attorneys had her on the end of the table. Mm -hmm. Tasha's attorneys has her on the other end against the wall. Okay. So. And Tasha's oh, okay. husband is behind them at a table by himself, and he's sitting on the end. Well, hmm. Tasha should have been on the end with her attorneys. It, it, so you're saying the optics were all off. Even it you, was off, like, y'all. I don't even practice law, but this just doesn't look right. Get it together. Get it together. Now, well, the other piece with that is, was Tasha's husband, you said he was at it. Was he Tasha's was behind husband? them at another table. And he's sitting on the end instead of against the wall. He's not against the wall. Okay. Is he closer to the attorneys than Tasha is? He's closer to uh, Cordy's attorneys. Okay. All right. 
Okay. Because the visual with that too, remember Tasha's husband represents the corporate entity of this. And Tasha is allegedly the talent. Now, I hope we'll get into that a little bit because I do think the corporate veil was pierced on this of last week by her husband. Um, however, uh, that even the way that they sit, it's to again keep the keep that separation. Here's here's corporate Kiwi, mm -hmm. and she's the talent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I want to pause that right there because this is a question a lot of people have been asking. And listen, I know just like your lawyer. You don't want to badmouth other lawyers, right? Just like I'm a YouTuber, I stay away from YouTube beats. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not in it, right? Um, but I want to ask you, um, why do you think, what possessed her husband to actually take the stand? Well, she she didn't, oh, I can't even talk. They didn't call him. This is what, again, is so good with, the, <laughs> with Cardi C. <laughs> Tasha Kane's lawyers, didn't call him to the stand. Cardi's lawyers called him to the stand. Even when Tasha testified, and I think that that's something that is so cool that we need to make clear. In a lot of cases, you don't get, especially in criminal cases, obviously you have a right to remain silent, so it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely where you see a civil criminal difference big time here. Is uh, when Tasha Kay took the stand the first time, and that may be something a lot of people don't understand because you're like, wait a minute, why is Tasha taking the stand again? She took the stand last week. When Tasha Kay and her husband were on the stand the first time, they were not on the stand as witnesses for themselves. They were on the stand as witnesses for Cardi. That's what makes their performance even more horrible because remember it is cardi who is the plaintiff therefore she is she goes first like you said you've been saying for days and you're correct the burden's on her so she went first so what's real what's really cool and interesting about that a lot of people are learning something new so i hope you are <laughs> that um about what happened last week that people hardly ever see is that because this Cardi's beef here, so to speak in layman's terms, Cardi's issue is what was said about her. Therefore, what, what needs to go on the stand is the purveyor of the things that were said about her. The person who said those things just happens to be the person that she was suing. So that is what makes Cardi's, uh, Tasha's performance on the stand as bad as it was, and I hope that I'm explaining that in a way that people understand, as bad as it was, now if you truly understand what I just said, it makes it, doesn't it make it sound even worse? Because technically those were Cardi's attorneys putting her on the stand to make their case. And she did because instead of saying yes or no, which is what they remember, they were asking her yes, no questions, correct? They were asking her yes, 
They were. She kept running off with the mouth. You're but, running off with the mouth when they put you on to make their case. But back to my original question. So one, she wasn't prepped to say, listen, it's if they ask you a yes or no question, do not expand. So basically what John is trying to say is they brought them. So when you when the other side calls you up, it's never going to be um, uh, anything nice, right? They're not calling up. They don't want to do anything but use your own words to put a stake through your heart. In right? a case like this. In yes. a case like this. So when you come like that, right, it's like imagine, right, you just got caught like sneaking back in the house and you're 16, right? And your parents are like, what do we tell you, right? Silence is the best option. If they tell you, they act, yes, to say, uh, you talk, it's like you just sit there like, I ain't saying anything. If they ask you a yes or no question, you mumble the yes or no. You don't expand because you know anything you say, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a little crumb. And Tasha gave them all this unnecessary, yes, all this unnecessary information that they literally gathered up like, ooh, keep it coming. When a simple and, and it's not like they didn't know it, but they didn't even have to argue it because she said it. And then you also asked about her husband. I'm sorry, I got off the husband because I just wanted to make that point because I think that that's something, even when I've been going across the internet and looking at all the commentary, I think that's an issue that has gotten lost. And I get it because when do you see the person who's in trouble because we always think of these things in terms of criminal cases and in criminal cases you don't have to take the stand but in a situation like this under the best evidence rule the best if so the person is alive and able to say what it is that they said then we're not using recordings we're not using that i mean we're going to use recordings as evidence of the show but when we talk about whether or not you are the one who said it, because what they did to put her up there, then she kept talking. Remember when you are using, or for those who don't know, I keep forgetting we're going to talk like nobody knows this. When you take, when you put recordings or writings or anything in court, you have to authenticate them. The person who would be able to authenticate that Tasha K's videos are indeed Tasha K is Tasha K. So she was put on the stand to authenticate her own videos. And then while we have you up here, we're gonna ask you these questions about the things you said in the videos. Okay, so I have and one more question. The same with her husband. Okay, so John, I have one more question for you and then we're gonna jump into Lily because Lily, I have so many questions for you. Oh, absolutely. Janda, if that's the case, why didn't Tasha take the fifth and why didn't her husband take the spousal immunity? As far as Tasha taking the fifth, not applicable here because fifth amendment is related to your right to, it is, it's basically tied in with your right to remain silent, essentially. Okay. When you plead the fifth, you are pleading the fifth as it relates to criminal prosecution. Criminal okay. prosecution is not the case here, so the fifth doesn't right. apply. So why did it, her husband take spousal immunity then? The spouses, spousal immunity situation relates to communication between spouses. He was not being asked about communications with Tasha Kay. 
he was put up there as the owner or president or whatever his title, official title is, of Kibi Studios. And of course, if things had gone the way one would hope they would go in the way that I would have hoped they were going, if I had put him on this, if, if he were my client, then I would have my, what I would have had him prepared to say, whether he's being cross-examined, questioned by the plaintiff, it doesn't matter. The party line is, in order to keep that LLC separate and not pierce the corporate veil, is I am a corporation. She is an employee of that corporation. And why, yes, all employers do bear some measure of liability for that. There is a set of rules that we have and a set of standards that we have as a corporation. When we found out that she was doing XYZ, we said that that is not something that you were supposed to do. She chose to do it anyway. She's a, a rogue employee. Therefore, when it comes to Kibi Enterprises or LLC or whatever they call yeah, themselves, because remember, they're being sued as well. When it comes to us, our liability should be reduced to the most minimal level of, okay, she just happened to work for us. However, that is not what he did. What he did, and again, every, a lot of people focused on the wrong thing. Everybody was so focused on the fact that he basically called his wife a liar, which he did, and that's a big deal because, you know, you got to go home with this man. So, and the jury. The jury is like, if your own husband is throwing you under the bus, call well, him exactly, a liar. But it's an even it's bigger look. deal, and I know I know, we need to, to wrap this up so that because I want to hear about what happened today. Yes. Um, it, it's a big deal that he did that from a credibility standpoint because ultimately um, Tasha Kay is going to testify on her own behalf. And if the jury is already looking at her like she's not a credible witness because her own husband's saying she's a liar, then nothing she says is going to matter. If I'm a juror and I already think you're a liar, then I don't care about anything you say. So that's a credibility problem, but it's also a bigger issue as it relates to the LLC. Because when he told that jury that Tasha is the person who solely decides what goes on the air, then essentially you are saying that Tasha Kay and Kibi, especially since they also found out from the husband that literally the only thing that, that that's under that LLC, despite the lie that he said his wife told the day before, is her show. So if her show is the only thing under your corporation, then essentially they're one and the same. And you just said that this only entity, the only reason your corporation exists, that this person makes all the decisions. Well, guess what? You've just put, uh, you have just put your LLC front and center right there with Tasha because these two things are one and the same. They are not separate for, like we yeah. said earlier with the thing. So that's what made his saying that it was important on multiple levels from a just a visibility standpoint it was important because you don't want somebody who needs to get a jury to believe them to look like a liar before after or during the time they take the stand problematic 
but even but problematic also from a logistical standpoint in terms of them being separate defendants. So okay, thank you so much for explaining um, that. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, a lot of you guys, I see. Listen, the court transcripts are not out yet. However, no. we have someone that was actually sitting in the courtroom, Lily. Let's get back into this. Okay, so you sit in there, the trial starting. Tasha's in the corner, kind of turned to the side. Her husband is sitting in a table um, behind her. Cardi's sitting there. What was Cardi's demeanor like? Uh, Cardi was very comfortable. I'm gonna tell you why I know she was comfortable because she was just like rubbing her hair and <laughs> moving around in her seat, you know, because she was squirrel. She was just, she was good. I'm gonna tell you, she knows she got it in the bag. I'm gonna be honest. This is my she Cardi wig today. She has it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she knows she so she's so Cardi's in the court exuding. Now I saw a few blurry, not blurry pictures, but a few camera phone pictures of Tasha K moving to the court and she looked stressed. Did Tasha K look stressed when she entered the courtroom or even while her lawyers were up there talking to the judge? She looked stressed the entire time. Did she even really when she left? She looked stressed. And what was the demeanor? I saw of that video too. Yes. And what was the demeanor of her lawyers? Were her lawyers, even though we think that they're setting her case on fire, were her lawyers like, were, did they seem competent? Did they seem like capable? Or did they seem like, I don't know, just giving off really weird energy? They don't come off confident at all. Oh my goodness. Really? I feel bad even hearing that. I just, I, I did. did. They don't come off confident at all. Okay, so let's talk because about- Because you don't have to be a white shoe law firm to be competent. And I, I wanna make that clear when people talk about money. You can get an attorney that's $1,200 $1, an hour and they be great or they suck. You yeah. can get an attorney that's $300 an hour and they are great or they suck. The What you need to be concerned about is their advocacy. And when you're looking at their experience, their track record of advocacy and what they have done for their clients. You yeah. will have people in there that will go and argue somebody's socks off. Johnny Cochran wasn't always getting the uh, the O.J. Simpson and Michael yeah. Jackson rate, but he was the bomb from day one. And if you ask any of his colleagues, they'll say, we knew that man was a superstar from the attorney yes. room. But he exactly. wasn't always making $1,500 an hour. I completely agree. But let me just get back to Lily. Because Lily, I know. confidence scares me. Yes, yeah. definitely. But let me get back to Lily. Because Lily, I know you got to get up yeah. early. Because it's another day in court tomorrow. So let's try to get through this. But to John, this thing, don't ever let somebody tell you that a $1,200 lawyer is better than a five. No. Maybe it is because that's why they're charging twelve hundred. But don't let, the cost, don't let the cost of a lawyer be the sole thing for doing it. Because sometimes people will just get what they think they can get out of you. So that yeah. said, really, let's get back into this, right? So let's get to that part of um, the process where the judge started admonishing Tasha Kay's lawyers, talking about you need to go. Like any law school student would know this when they were trying to admit evidence, and the judge kept saying. This is hearsay. This is hearsay. What did Lily? Did you get secondhand embarrassment? Yes, I felt. I'm starting to feel sorry for Tasha K, because I feel embarrassed for her. Dude. But even here, her attorneys. You said what now? I can barely hear you. 
No, go ahead. So if you feel, okay, you said you felt embarrassed for Tasha Kay's uh, lawyers. Why did you feel embarrassed for them? Because um, I felt embarrassed because the, uh, the judge stated to her attorneys, you need to go back to your first year of law school. And what yes. did the attorneys do when the judge told them that? What was their response? Um, nothing. They was in shock. I can tell they was in shock. It was nothing they can do because uh, they already in a in a bad situation with the judge. So there's nothing they could have done. They embarrassed. Was the judge's tone with them? And this is just hearing their tone. Did he sound, and I'm just trying to get the vibe in the courtroom. I want you to make us feel like that. Did he sound like he was annoyed? Did he sound like he was starting to give them pity? Did he just sound tired? Like, what did he sound like to them? All of that wrapped in one. Everything you said wrapped in one. Really? Because he's frustrated, but then he's starting to feel sorry for them. I can tell he's starting to feel sorry for them. And I can tell he's starting to feel sorry for Tasha K, but there's a job that has to be done. Mm. Now, when he admonished the, the, her lawyers telling them to go back to law school, what did you see Tasha Kay even? She, she, she was like, <laughs> and she was like, what's going on to her attorneys? Really? And what did her attorneys do? Were they trying to? They still trying to, because the, uh, the guy, he's, he has a mouth on him. That's the judge. The, no, the guy. No, her attorney. Him. Yeah, her, oh, her attorney. attorney has I a can't remember his name, and I'm gonna get to you know what I'm gonna do. I don't take notes for the no judge for you. I cannot remember his name because it's not an American name. Okay. But he well, you, has a mouth. He wants to keep babbling at the judge, and the judge let him know. I will get you for contempt to court. You want to go to jail? Are you gonna pay a fine? Wait, slow down. You said he kept babbling to the judge. Let's. Role play. I'm the judge. Objection overruled. Word for word. Well, no, no. I just want you to give me the vibe. You don't have to listen. We know you're not word for word, but what was the vibe? Let's role play. I'm the judge, and I'm like, counselor, no. Objection overruled. What would he like? What was the vibe? Would he argue back? Like, well, why am I not overruled? Okay, he was arguing, and and the judge was like, I don't care if your client does say she wants to use this. You cannot use this. And he was like, well, he just kept babbling at the mouth. He was doing his hands to how Tasha K does. Her attorney and her personality is the same. He was like, but the, you know, he just like, but, the, the, but the, the, he wouldn't shut up. Wow. Even talking over the judge. He was over talking the judge. And at yes. that point, this is where the judge was just getting heated. Like, yes. Just frustrated. Like, can you please stop? Right. But when they admonished them, going back to that point, Tasha K was looking like, what's going on? And yeah. then her attorney just meekly sit down or was he arguing back? Not arguing back, but was he pressing the issue with the judge? He was pressing the issue. And I think that may have been his way of trying to show Tasha K he fighting for her, but he hurting mm -hmm. her. He's hurting yeah. her case. Now, I will say that I have noticed um, that a lot of times, you said that made an interesting point. Her judge, her lawyer, it's just like her personality. A lot of people hire lawyers that are their personality, but know the law. So when sometimes you see a barracuda and, a, and an a-hole lawyer, that's because the client is an a-hole and they're just <laughs> hiring someone to go at them, you know? So that's and why she has the authority that she has because that's her personality, you guys. It's her personality, but like you said yesterday, 
she's a different Tasha K in the courtroom, probably because she's a fish out of water. Now, how about this? Right? Well, she was a different Tasha K this week. Interestingly enough, which is really kind of crazy, I would have preferred the kind of sad, confused, whatever Tasha, you know, like you said, stumbling on her words and whatever Tasha K last week when Cardi B's people were asking her the ugly, gritty stuff because now she's the downtrodden, can hardly get her words out person. Well, Big Whoop, the jury already saw you last week basically agree to everything Cardi B's attorneys were saying about how you were practically terrorizing their client. That was the time to be confused. Now, I have a question for you, Jonda. And, you know, we're just going to answer it briefly, then get back to Lily. But yeah, I have yeah. a question for you. In your experience as a lawyer, is it common for judges to be ripping into lawyers? Does that happen a lot? If well, they're pissed. Well, <laughs> does, have you seen that happen a lot where the judge, oh, to, no. me, I, no. to me, I was like, what is going on with that judge? Because usually the most I've seen, it's not like I've seen a lot of judges, yeah, but the yeah. most um, I've seen judges do is, if anything, they'll be bored. Like, counselor, move mm -hmm. on. Move on, counsel. Like, they'll be bored or they'll try to speed it up. And they make it a little yeah. aggravated. Yeah. Okay, so you so it is common for judges to get aggravated by that sometimes. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay. but I'm talking aggravated as in human. Like you said, you might see them breathe a little heavier. You okay. know, I mean, but but isn't that the same thing you would do like even when you're trying to be professional? Sometimes you just can't help it because you're like, I have denied this person's objections 17 times and they still keep asking. But that's but I'm saying but, no, but it's not, but it's not like that. No, they're not coming out of their faces saying, yeah, you know, like, I'm gonna hold you in contempt. I'm talking normal human behavior. Like I've seen judges yeah. just be, you know what better word for it, a little exasperated. A you little know, exasperated. I just and I want to get back to Lily, but I just no, this dude is pissed. Yeah, when you have I, I always feel like in any situation, when you have all the power, it's a bad look. Like the underdog yeah. can be like, go back to first year law school, right? But when you have all the power and you are the judge and you know nobody can really talk smack back to you, it seems a little odd to me. But again, I wasn't there. Lily was there. She said that it was definitely frustrating. It seems odd to me that somebody with so much power that you can't clap back at, they can hold you in contempt. It's like yelling at you, to go back to first year law school, which I would imagine is super humiliating for a lawyer. So, but like Lily, but like Lily said, he kept he was trying to go back and forth with the judge, so <laughs> he, he wouldn't was, shut up. Yeah, he wouldn't stop, and at that, and the judge does have the power to hold you in contempt. I just think it's something that we're not used to seeing, and yes. and yes, it is an extraordinary remedy that usually tends to be reserved if you do the something like, um, yeah, but, uh, like if you are doing some uh, type of questioning or badgering or, you know, things that you really know you shouldn't be doing. But this guy was arguing back and forth with the judge and understandable been going on for days. 
No, understandable. Thank you. I just wanted to know, like, have you seen it before? So it's not common, but it can happen. But the guy mm -hmm. was actually not acting like a regular attorney, arguing back and mm -hmm. forth with the judge. Now, Amazing Tribe said um, that judge in the whole courtroom needs a, needs a peanut butter sandwich. Yes. You to, everybody <laughs> needed a rest. And I wanted to thank B for the super chat. You said, and we're going to answer this um, uh, in, in a little while, once we get past Lily's recollections, could Tasha's attorney's actions be grounds for a mistrial? We'll answer that after we get through what Lily actually saw. Okay. So when the, when the judge told him, told them, like, a first-year law student should know this. Was that, I know that you guys were only there for two hours. Was that earlier or was that We was only there for two hours, but we wasn't in that courtroom much because they, I told you, we took a break and we went to lunch for about an hour. I'll okay. be honest, it was such a mess. Nothing got accomplished. The jury never came in. That's wow. why I didn't even get to get much information today. I'm, I'm giving you what I have. But listen, what you have is good because we're going on a vibe check. Listen, anybody can read a court transcript. Anybody. Yeah. However, and uh, Esquire uh, John that also knows this, you need a vibe check because the vibe check will let you know where things are going yeah. more than any transcript actually could. That's why there are people actually... In big cases, your team will, you'll have your team of lawyers, but sometimes, a lot of times, if you have the money for it, they'll have somebody sitting in the courtroom actually observing everything for a vibe check. And then later on, all the counsel sits down and be like, okay, let's see how our strategy went, what's going on, what did you observe? Because sometimes when you're in there, you're like, I'm killing it. And the people in the back are like, girl, no, stop, stop, the judge hates you. So I wanna know, so when the judge said, okay, go back to, you need to go back to law school, um, how, did things wrap up shortly after that? Or was that kind of, did they come with something else? Like, um, okay, all right, we want to do something else. Uh, Tasha's people were trying to present these videos. And one of them was Azalea Banks doing an interview with, I think, Charlemagne the God. And okay. they had already told him they couldn't use that. Then they tried to present Offset's father, which did a Facebook private chat. They tried to use that when he was speaking against Cardi, which yeah. that was not presented into the mistrial as well. I mean, what pre-trial, I'm sorry. I apologize. They couldn't use that. Then it was, um, they tried to um, use Nicki Minaj's situation, that fight Cardi being Nicki Minaj. No, mm -hmm. because that's, 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 they're going to have a, it's going to be in trial itself too. So they oh. could not use that. It's also well, prejudicial. Yes. There you. you go. Was it, let me correct you. Was it Nicki Minaj or was it Jade who was Takashi's girlfriend? I thought she was going they, to trial. They, they brought up Nicki Minaj, all of that stuff. Did they? Now, a quick question. Let's pause. Take a glance around the courtroom. Kimmy wants to know, did you see the lead attorney in the courtroom? He was there. Yes. We okay. Talked. Yes, okay. He was there. Now, so listen, all, all it's in Atlanta, Northern Georgia. Everybody was there. Um, okay, so from the time that he, the judge admonished him about going back to law school, then what happened? Then what was the next? How, like what happened after that? Um, because it was things he was not going to allow. Because like um, he said something about it would be prejudice, prejudice to the jurors for Cardi. We yes. went to break. Gotcha. No, when you and went then to break. we come back to break. Uh, Cardi's attorney is arguing with the judge about. So they sent us to lunch. 
But wait, I'm telling you, slow down. What could you glean what the argument was about or what the disagreement was about? It was still about the videos because Tasha K really wanted to show the videos, but he was like, they do not help your clients. Why do you want to show something that does not help you? He's trying to help them. I'm being honest. It does not help your client. But he feels because Tasha K wanted them to be seen for some reason. Lack of client control. He was like, we cannot rewrite laws and it does not help your client. It'll benefit Cardi. Now that, now, Jonda brings up a good case for what point we're going to touch on that in a second. Lack of client control because, again, maybe you have a point, Jonda, when you say maybe Tasha thinks she's the smartest person in the room and her lawyers are getting into it for whatever reason. Now, I have a question with you, uh, uh, Lily. Did you see any interaction that whole time on break, on recess, on whatever, between Tasha K and her husband? Do they um, seem solid? The first break that we took, mm -hmm. and I've never, you know, from me going there, she was never like touchy with her husband, but today she gave her husband a big hug. Like that one she thing, went like, to oh, the bathroom, baby, when I rest in your arms. Went at the door for her. He's a gentleman. Okay. So he, she came out and they were standing right there, but she made sure we saw it. Mm -hmm. She gave him a big hug. Okay. It was almost a little stagey to me. Ooh. But there's nothing wrong with that in court. Court is theater. She got to do what she got to do. You walk in, you kiss the baby, you know, you say hello, you save the kitty falling out of the tree. Sometimes you got to be a little stagey. Like, it is theater. Now, I want to ask you, when the judge adjourned things, so... How did the judge leave things? So they're arguing to get videotapes in. If this was a very brief trial, the judge is like, no, 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 no. Now I've heard rumors and it's been conflicting that he did allow one video in. Yes, one. I, I okay. can't remember exactly which one it was, but he did. I'm gonna be honest. Because I'm gonna well, be honest, it's hard to to keep up with it because it's so much going on, you guys, and it makes you dizzy from and it's only coming, I'm not bashing her, it's only coming from Tasha K's camp. It makes it hard to even keep up with it. So I can't remember exactly which video, I'm going to be honest. I can't remember exactly which video it was. Okay, but there was but gonna come the video that it was, he told them they got to go back and alter it because it's certain things that cannot be heard in court. Yes. That's what I heard. So that's what I heard. That's why I was a little bit confused. Thank you for clarifying. So Kimmy was right. There was one video admitted. However, the video was not admitted in its entirety. So it needs to be altered to admit evidence that may be presidential, pre prejudicial. And then they have to come back. The judge yes. has to review it again and make sure yes. everything was deleted. And then it can be admitted into evidence. Okay. Yes. So the judge gave permission on limited grounds that if they can alter it to his liking, yeah. it will be allowed in court okay that's great so they got one thing admitted right well he still got to look and say it may not be admitted okay so john so it wasn't admitted it's just saying that if it can be doctor john what's your opinion on that uh i'm still stuck on the fact that the judge is telling them that none of this benefits your client or impacts this case be and and he's right because what they are attempting to do 
um, which which is actually good we're having this because it kind of transitions us into the cause of action itself. What they're attempting to do with this series of videos, because and I think Lily, correct me if I'm wrong, they're all um, kind of geared towards the same thing, which is to paint her as a bad person by virtue of inflaming the jury to say that she is they're a racist. Say she says bad things about women. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that she's a racist and a colorist, etc. However, and this is where the where, why the judge was saying it doesn't benefit your client is, and he's right because it's not so much that the videos hurt Tasha's case because sometimes something cannot benefit you; it doesn't hurt you. It's just not helping you. And yeah. the reason why this doesn't help is because the judge in the order that the judge entered back in July, well, that was entered by the court in July, where they dismissed Cardi, I mean, I'm sorry, where they dismissed Tasha Kay's counterclaims. Mm -hmm. The judge actually was a very expansive order. It was like 20 some odd pages long. And it's actually very good. Um, so Tisa, when you, cause you're gonna still be doing this case, I'll, I'll send it to you cause it's a good one. Um, the, we're gonna the, have you back too, Jonda. Well, Don't, of course, we're not. <laughs> I know that you lose the law too, so that's why I said it's a good one, as in it's actually juicy. Because the court practically remember when the judge, one of the umpteen times they told them to settle, he told Tasha to settle this case, and yes. one of the umpteen times he told them to settle this case was back in July when he dismissed her charges. What the court did, and that's why this is such a cool order, so Lily, you should read it too, is the judge practically gave a preview of how he felt about certain elements, not just, and this is the key thing in terms of Tasha and her legal team and their decision-making, it wasn't just a preview about how he felt about Tasha's case, i.e. dismissing it. It was a preview about how he felt about Cardi's case. And one of the things that he talked about was the issue of Cardi being a public figure. You can be a public figure generally, in layman's terms, or for limited purposes. The judge says there's no question that given her level of fame, you know, good and bad, you know, the, the, the fame and the infamous, that she is considered an all around, which is what they say, an all around public figure, like the highest level of public figure there is, which of course means it's harder to, yes. um, to have these types of cases for them because given the largesse of their personality, of them as a personality, as we've talked about, or as you've talked about, there's the expectation that you're gonna, you're gonna have your haters. However, what so it so the reason why I, I say this tying it into what the judge was saying is given that the court has already determined and will probably tell the jury, look, I've already made this determination. Given that the court has already made the determination that she is an all-around public figure, so there the jury needs to employ the highest level when determining whether or not she prevails on this there really isn't anything that this that uh, videos of her saying something 
that doesn't have anything to do with the allegations against her in this case. There's nothing that that changes. You know, now, does that make sense? Well, because I want to interject though, um, uh -huh. because this is my question. Um, when the judge is saying this doesn't help your case, right? There is the defense of truth. I'm just expanding, playing devil's advocate. Oh, yeah. By showing all, and you guys, this is not an endorsement. I'm literally playing devil's advocate, right? And it's that's like saying, literally black letter law. You're not making it up. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? So when the judge is saying, listen, you can't have, this does not help you. This does not do what you think it does. It doesn't hurt you, but it doesn't but, help you either. But here's the thing. The I feel like the defense attorneys are maybe banking on the fact that we want to show that a lot of the stuff that she said about you may be based in truth. She might have been harsh about it, but it's based in truth. You are violent. You are this. You are that. Now, I'm not saying any of this is true, but do you think that the misguided defense attorneys are like, if we can just show she's not an angel, then it'll take the sting out of the bite. Because there's a difference between, in my mind, saying you lied about beer bottles, you lied about STDs, and then you got eight other things saying you lied about saying I was a bad person, you lied about saying I was violent, you act, you lied about me saying I don't have any home training. If they can show video to show, okay, I might have said 10 things, but eight of them look like it may be true, then now we're only looking at two things and that might lower our damages in the future. Do you think that that would be a viable defense? Or do you even think that that's where they're not even viable? Because anything's viable, right? You try it and seize. Do you think that's maybe where her lawyers are going? And that's why they're so desperate to get some type of footage of Cardi B looking like crazy into the record. I think long, short. They want to, they want anything that will have the jury think she's a bad person because mm -hmm. essentially that's all they have. So they want anything where the jury may go back there and say, you know what? Tasha Kay may have said all of these horrible things about her, some true, some not, whatever, but she's such a trash human being. We don't care. It's not that big of a deal. And given that the standard is one that literally uh, the way that juries or courts view it is largely subjective, that's why you can't really say if somebody said this, then you know that the jury's going to rule this way. If somebody said that, it's not as black and white as a criminal, let's say a criminal case where, you know, either, you know, there's a if there was a knife and it was in your hand and, and it, you know, and whatever, it's not like that. So yes, the hope is that because there is a level of subjectivity to the very high, excuse me, the very high standard of, of, of malice, that if they can just get the jury to believe that she's a bad person, then they won't then the jury will go soft on the issue of malice because they'd say, well, how, I mean, was she really being malicious to somebody who's just as vile as she is? Well, that was- And I'm not saying either one of them are vile. I'm saying exactly. this is what they want advocate. in their heads. 
So I just want to take a minute and break in and say, Dana Tyler, thank you so much for the super chat. And also Nerva Rock, thank you so much for the super chat, you guys. Um, there's 1,800 people in here. Probably I got 48 likes because that's how y'all always like, do. Like, 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 like. If you guys can hit the like button, come on, y'all. Y'all know how this goes. This is YouTube, baby. And also, I would appreciate it. I'm going to be doing live trial coverage with Lily and Jonda as many days as they can join. Until the conclusion, this trial might be wrapped up sooner than we all think, I right? Think the yeah, the I way think about Friday, but I think it, it's going to be with the jury. If not by Friday, I think Monday, Hopefully. Tuesday at the latest. Yes. So it's going to be wrapped up. But you guys, in the meantime, we're going to be going live at the same time every single day. Make sure you subscribe and also hit that bell for notifications so you can get that gentle reminder. You can, you can turn the notifications off when the trial's over. But listen, do what you want. It's just my suggestion. Now, here's the thing I also want to ask you. And this has been on my mind heavy, right? If they didn't have, in your opinion, Jonda, right? And then Lily, we're going to go to you because I want to get a vibe check for, for when you were there for how the jury was looking at Tasha and acting. The jury Jonda, wasn't there today. No, not today, but yesterday, right? Okay. I want to, so, but Jonda, this has been on my mind heavy and I want to get your professional opinion. I know that if you are a public figure, the charges they're trying to accuse um, Tasha Kaya are super hard to prove super hard to prove. So if Tasha Kay had not told on herself, would this case look a whole lot different? Or do you think their case, this case just still would have been as strong? Because Tasha Kay, in my mind with that recording, she proved malice. And malice to me is one of the hardest things to prove. Absolutely. Um, I think that if we were still stuck just at the very beginning of this mess. So I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm going down the road you want me to go down, but just with an additional qualification. If this was just about the Star Marie video, and then of course, Tasha not taking the stand because she does herself no favors, um, <laughs> then this would be a lot, uh, a, a, a much better case for her because ultimately, and, and the court to a certain degree acknowledged that ultimately, if you interview someone else and you say, look, I mean, I had reasonable belief that what they were telling was the truth. And at the end of the day, even if they weren't, then they're the malicious one, not me. Um, you know, I tried whatever my verification method is, you know how, you know, you talk the talk. Um, then it would be no different than anybody else being sued by celebrity. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Now, Tasha taking a stand is just a wild card unto itself. I think that Tasha's not only taking the stand, but even her running her mouth and her tweets with Twitter, I think, uh, up to and including where we are now, the... Um, the stuff with her wiping her butt with the cease and desist. Uh -huh. um, the stuff where she went back and forth with Cardi saying, oh, well, you know, I'll take it down if you if you pay me. Um, yeah. the, there were instances where she basically said, I don't care at this point whether or not it's true because it, she did admit that at, at a certain point, this became personal. So um, she did herself no favors in court because you can always try to contextualize videos and mm -hmm. say, I was just 
um, pandering to my audience. The wilder I act, the higher my view count. Um, not a great excuse, but people do wild. Do is you kill ah! exactly because I mean, like, that's the entertainment game period give me some razzle dazzle whether it's celebrity gossip or or whether it's tiktok dances right so <laughs> the more i entertain you the more you come back tisa's gonna get extra views because tonight she's bold she's belly dance she's done all kinds of stuff <laughs> um, which i want <laughs> yeah, so but she just wouldn't zip it. And then once she was in court, you are absolutely right. She took away their ability to try to soften the blows of those videos because they're bad. But again, I mean, you know, you just hope that you say the right thing to the right person that when they go back in that jury room, one, maybe even three people will stand their ground and go, eh. Yes. Videos. Reality TV. Don't women always accuse each other? All you need is, right? What do you need? Yeah. Some guys to be like, aren't chicks always talking smack? Always argue. They get jealous. Yeah. They're like cats. Yeah, that's what you want to tackle. It's one man to be like, that's what guys, that's what women do, you know? Exactly. But when no, you stand there and go, yeah, I did it and what of it? Oh. <laughs> Now, listen, I want to ask you, you bring a good point. Lily, last thing I want to ask you, um, and then I have a, one last question for Jonda, because you guys, again, this was a surprise to everybody that this court case was so short today. Listen, even Lily was like, she paid for parking all day and was only there for two hours. Like, what? Right? So it was, un it was surprisingly short. I don't even think the judge knew. But again, Tasha K's lawyers, it seems like, came in bumbling and fumbling and they somehow somehow at the same time made this more complicated drew it out but still somehow injured their client right so everybody was surprised that today they did not launch your defense now i said yesterday they started it but i yeah. said you you really haven't seen anything yet because only a fool will launch a killer defense and then cut to commercial for 12 hours until you show up again. You want that full time so you can put on a show and dazzle them. So I thought that they were really gonna come with the fireworks today. It looks like the fireworks, if they don't mess it up again, are going to be tomorrow. But I wanna ask you, Lily, on the vibe check, right? How, what's the energy? And this is just your opinion. Nobody is holding you to fact. What do you think right now is the energy coming off the jury toward Cardi B and toward Tasha K. And by them, I even mean toward their lawyers too. What's the vibe coming off? Okay, because you know, the jury wasn't in today because they didn't get to get that far. But going from yesterday yes. um, towards Cardi, they don't have a problem with Cardi. Towards Tasha K, everybody frustrated with Tasha K. Even the, the judge, jury. The, the jurors, the people sitting in the audience. I heard that too. frustrated with Tasha K and her attorneys. You know, they do say, and again, I, because you don't want to kick somebody when they're down. And to me, Tasha K is down bad right now. But you guys, let this also be a cautionary tale. Sometimes you got to go to court and you got to go to war. Sometimes you're like, no, like I cannot sleep 
in my bed and have a self-esteem and let you know that then let you do this to me. I must go to court. I, this cannot be. But other times when it's something, and again, you know that old saying, my dad always said, whenever somebody says it's not about the money, it's always about the money. And whenever somebody says it's about the yeah. money, it's never about the money. It's about the principle. It seemed like with Tasha, even though she was coming for money, it wasn't about the money. It was about, I'm not Tasha, but Cardi. It wasn't Cardi. about the money. It was about the principle. And of course, yeah, the money is nothing. Yeah. And if Tasha, if this is just me, who knows? Maybe Cardi was like, yeah, and you apologize and kiss my feet. And we still go into court. But it seemed to me at various opportunities, if Tasha had swallowed her pride, and Tasha had got on and maybe did an interview and been like, listen, Star Marie said that. I don't know if it's true, blah, 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 blah. And if she had just even after all that stuff apologized to Cardi publicly, it would have been a little humble pie. But Tasha has little fans. But because for whatever reason, and again, I'm not saying it's foolishness, only she knows what her reasons are. She decided to persist. She is now looking at a suit that could potentially be $10 million or more and and this is the scariest thing i know people are like oh this is going to change youtube no it's not because what tasha did it'll change youtube for her for her thank you it'll change it for her and the most dangerous thing is even if this is a 10 million dollar uh um punitive and comp compensatory damages i honestly believe tasha can eat that now it'll hurt but i think that she could eat that the danger is now everybody that tasha is wrong coming because they smell blood and now they have the cardi case so it already shows that she has a habit this is part of her character so this is if i was tasha i'd be worried about this case i might be able to eat but now everybody else that i wrong is going to smell blood so again and not everybody's going to pay 2.99 or 4.99 or whatever for her app if mm -hmm. youtube decides to take her channel because that is a that to me is the bigger concern. There could literally be uh huh. There's literally there could literally be a ruling against her, and the damages be minimal or something that she can pay. It could be as low as a couple thousand dollars, couple hundred thousand dollars. You know, the court doesn't have to, you know, or, or I'm sorry, the jury doesn't have to go with some high dollar award you know they could just do enough to pinch her a little bit but the main thing is we are going to find against you and of course that never looks good for anybody and the part of the reason that she needs to be concerned is it won't look good uh when it comes to google because why should they have someone on their platform who a major celebrity has now gotten a judgment against because not only have they uh, lied uh, on them, and, and I'm saying that's if she's found. Of course. But, and, but who- interject, Google owns YouTube. That's why she said yeah. Google. So go on, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> that, no, sorry, um, that, uh, that not only did they lie, and unapologetically so, but that they did it uh, maliciously and relentlessly. And given the alleged standards that YouTube arbitrarily decides they want to enforce, um, it, it uh, sorry, YouTube, but it's just what I, I'm just going by what I see. Um, the algorithm. Listen. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
but given the standards that of of youtube and and i mean and their policies are stated yes. the fact that there are many pages that um have nothing to do with this per se but just in terms of like certain types of hate speech political speech and all kinds of stuff as you know as a youtuber they crack down hard on that um you know even stuff related to the pandemonium and people uh saying stuff about vaccines and stuff youtube is playing no games so now you're talking about someone on your platform profiting because that's the other piece it's not just the use of their platform but profiting from the use of their platform when it has been found in a court of law that they used said platform to maliciously go after someone that is not a great look for youtube and if this case does not go in her favor there will be a case in federal court not in some little rinky dink court somewhere on the corner in georgia but in a federal court saying that this woman does this thing and not just once but repeatedly because that's what we're really talking about especially with that malice standard that mm -hmm. this was not only nasty in terms of the comments on their face but that it was ongoing and relentless and, and they allowed least, it. as of yesterday still had not taken the videos down yep so no. okay uh -huh. so no, are they so today because they weren't yesterday are they, well, I don't know if the video. She hasn't so taken up. them down. Okay, so she hasn't taken them down. So again, you bring up an important uh, angle that a lot of people didn't see. Tasha's main thing isn't the money. I mean, the money could actually really pinch her, but it's her future ability to earn money on YouTube. Because by Tasha being convicted as guilty, she will have violated the community standards on multiple times. If they do not completely take away her channel and i'm not what's yeah we're not anyone? suggesting that I, I, and we're saying it as a concern this is no, a legit concern that could happen yeah so and if they do not completely take down her channel she will definitely be highly monitored oh, for, for sure. a while like her videos will get a manual review before they can be monetized it will be highly highly monetized so it might actually take a little bit of her magic out that people like so this is another thing that- And demonetizing previous videos. Exactly. And this is the thing why Tasha K might, may have, it seems like started her own app and moved- For sure. It, and moved it off because she's trying to protect herself saying, listen, Patreon might go, YouTube might go. I need something. The same way we do a backup channel, she's doing it on a bigger level. So listen, ladies, I want to think- Oh wait, Missy says- what about her backup channel? She's been re-uploading videos there. Yes, she, Missy, thank you so much for the super chat. Yes, she has been re-uploading videos there, but when Google, YouTube comes to strike, they'll rip all the channels down. The little algorithm robots, right? will just be like, ah, it matches, it matches. Pull that down too. Um, I do wanna say also, you guys, we have 18, 11 people in here please hit the like button. Um, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. I do have to say, listen, today we thought was gonna be action. 
it looks like tomorrow they're getting into the mud. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's what just I was saying. Hopefully, hopefully, Lily will be in court. Just Jonda will also be joining us um, tonight, tomorrow. Lily, also, please um, yeah. let me know, you guys, if it's a thing. But we expect you guys tonight. I'm going live at eight o'clock tomorrow. We'll be going live every single day until the trial is over. Again, oh, Tasha K. This is painful at this point, right? You know, because that's the thing. Like I said, when I let see two people fighting, I like to see worthy adversaries. When yes. you see somebody wiping the floor with someone, at first you're like, ah, and then you're like, this is sad. Stop, stop it. You're hurting them. Like this is not necessary. Tasha K's people fumbled and bumbled their way into court, managed to piss the judge off even more. Even Tasha was looking at them a little crazy, like what is going on? Now, someone did say that Tasha came and said, court went great, they're opening another business, and ada, ada, ada. God bless her. God bless her, God bless her. But this is our eyewitnesses account. This is of course, reading the court documents, not the transcripts, but other reporting on uh, the case from Legal 360. If you guys don't know, get an account there. It's super cool. Um, and, you know, of course, our, our attorney, in-house attorney, is on Pacer and whatnot, getting the actual, you know, inside thing. But I just want to thank my guests, Jonda and Lily, so much for coming. We will definitely um, be here tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, since there is going to be dirt, we're going to lead with Lily. Lily is going to tell us pace by pace by pace yes. what happened. And then Jonda is going to jump in and give her opinion. And I hope to God, probably it's going to be her opinion of how Tasha K's lawyers are messing up. <laughs> so bad. She ain't never seen anything like it. I'm just going to be sitting there like this. I'm trying to Sit down. Pull the fire alarm. Listen, if the way things are going, if I was Tasha K, I'd be like, pull the fire alarm. Just get out of there. Cut. I was in the end of the little I'm clerk. still pulling for the, my fellow barristers. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> Listen, if they somehow got a high-profile client, anyone, anyone, reach for the stars, reach for the stars, because look who is up in the reach for the stars so listen you guys thank you so much for joining i'll see you guys tomorrow at eight this okay. was a slow day for the case but jonda and lily thank you so much because you guys really thank you you're welcome thank you as well definitely oh and last thing lily instagram and she has a youtube channel her contacts are in the description box just click on it you can get straight to it and of course Attorney Jess Janda, she has a thriving podcast. She has a beautiful book that she's written. Of course, she's on Instagram and YouTube. All their contact information is down in the box. Make sure you click, show them some support. Let's get this going. Sharon is Karen, all right, guys? All right. <laughs> thank all right. you, Tisa. Bye. bye, you guys. All right, bye, bye Lily. Tomorrow. All right, bye. thank you so much. See you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.